Welcome to Dear Auntie, hosted by your gay auntie, Shining Nathan from TikTok. In this show, I open up my phone for people to call in asking for advice on real-world problems, and I try to give them practical solutions. A little disclaimer, I can only give advice based on the information I'm given. Some people may not give all the facts, and that's okay. They're entitled to have their privacy, all right? This should go without saying, no advice is going to be perfect, and people can take what I say with a grain of salt, but just having a sounding board can help people immensely find new paths they may not have thought of. We have two brothers that have reconnected, and one is calling to ask for advice as he has been giving help to his other brother and his family in their time of need. But that brother is not taking the help and not trying to get out of the situation they're in, and so he needs help figuring out on what to do next. So let's take this call. Thank you for calling, dear auntie. How are you and how may I help you, my love? Hi, Auntie. <laughs> I am so happy to hear your voice. Oh, thank you, my love. What's going on? Talk to me, my baby. Uh, well, I um, I need to turn off TikTok real quick, so I'm not over. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, I uh, I have kind of a complicated situation. It's one of those outlandish ones that people kind of look at me in disbelief, like, how could this all happen to you at once? But um, <laughs> I, um, I am a, uh, a polyamorous trans man living in the deep south of Alabama. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and um, I found out that I have a full-blooded brother that was adopted out at birth before I was born. And, uh, I reached out and found him through Ancestry.com, and uh, we reconnected and had a really great relationship build up. And uh, he found himself in a very tough spot all the way up in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Um, His family was being threatened by his adoptive family um, in a very tough situation that involved just they they were basically threatening to throw him out on the street with his wife and his four-year-old and they were really trying to get on their feet. So I opened up my home to them mm-hmm. and uh, spent pretty much my life savings to bring them down to Alabama and move in with me. Um, and uh, I've been helping them for the past eight months trying to find him a job, uh, his wife a job. I found a preschool for their four-year-old that was willing to take them with no cost to them. I got them on family assistance, SNAPs, um, got him in, got my brother in with the VA to get him on uh, therapy and get him back on his medications to help with the trauma of what they've been through up there. Mm-hmm. And uh Things have just been kind of falling apart in our home because they're not willing to pull their weight or take the offerings that have been given to them mm-hmm. and um, are kind of freeloading in a way mm-hmm. for the last six months. And mm-hmm. um, I'm trying so hard to be kind and gentle and forgiving with it, but it's getting really hard when I'm handing them help and I'm walking them through it and the only thing I can't do is do it for them 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what else to do. And they are acting like I'm trying to force them to, uh, they're basically comparing me offering them help to the abuse they sustained in Chicago. Oh, gosh. And it, it really hurts to hear them say things like that, say that I'm being abusive to them by expecting them to act like adults and take care of themselves. Um, but I can't be their therapist and give them a roof over their head for forever mm-hmm. without them helping in some yeah. way. And I just, I don't know how to, uh, to help them anymore. They're, they're actually talking about moving back to Chicago, back into that bad situation just to get away from me. And I don't know what to do about it. Okay. Well, this is both, a com- a this is both a complicated, <laughs> but not a very complicated thing to do, to understand. Um, so my recommendation, they basically been freeloading for a month now. Have they only been living with you for only a month? Uh, It's been eight months. Okay, okay. And so what I would recommend is you can speak with your brother, make it a very nonchalant, okay? And basically have a very nonchalant conversation. Hey, I'm trying my best to help you. This can be the gist of the conversation. It doesn't have to be verbatim. I'm trying my best to help you, to get you on your feet. And so you can, you can flourish and, but there's only so much I can do. I know I can lead you to water, but I cannot make you drink. Yeah. And and it's an old adage for a reason. And then you can say, I can give you, I'm saying this, you can either decide to tell him I'm giving you another month or two months. To start actually, you know, because I believe in you. And sometimes some people, you believe in them, helps them like, you know what? I do got to do it. But you can set the timetable of when is the time and for them to go. And be sure, because people be peopling, be sure you have your own support network in place. Kind of let them know like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing um to my brother and letting him know but there comes a point where you you have to basically say hey i've been trying my best to help you and you are not taking any of the lifelines i'm trying to give you and at this point it feels like you're kind of taking advantage of me you can word it in a way you know he won't necessarily take offense to but make it a very nonchalant conversation but you can try to help them, but if they don't want if they don't want to take the help and they just want to freeload, the answer is fairly easy. You ain't the mama. You the <laughs> brother. And I got I, I've I've had my nephews. I've had I've told every one of my nephews and nieces, you get one shot with me. Well, I come in to save you. And I had one take it. But there's a there's a limit. If I don't see you actually. Start like, yes, there's going to be trouble. I get it. And you're going to have to go through that moment of like, I just need to be. If 
fully get that. Take your time. But there comes a point where like, hey, if I can no longer keep us afloat, babe, you're causing my ship to sink. And you're not doing anything to help make this ship float. You got to go. <laughs> you're an adult. He's an adult. And he's making his choice. And if his choice is not to take your help and better himself, hey, that's his choice. But there are consequences to that choice. And that's okay. This whole situation shows the goodness in your heart, the beauty in your heart. And some people will say, well, it was a waste of money. Screw the money. Money comes and goes. You did what was, you did what was right in your heart, and that's beautiful. But he chose not to take that. And so having a conversation without the wife involved, make that, let me make that proviso. Without the wife yeah. involved, I've learned and say, hey, I'm really trying to help you. Here are the things, but there needs to be a point where I cannot keep just supporting you. And now there's going to be a point where I need you to find your own place. I have been your, your safe harbor. But now you got to leave the harbor. The baby's got to fly out the nest at some point. Yeah. And if he doesn't want to take the help, that's his choice. That's fantastic. But yeah, the thing, the thing was, is he was the one who was actually putting in all the effort. He, he found a job and he mm -hmm. looked for apartments. He took my help, but he also gave up very quickly because mm -hmm. uh, his wife, I offered her jobs as well and she kept using their son as an excuse to not work and uh was putting all the pressure on him and i've i've even told him in private before i'm like you gotta tell her that being a parent being married is a partnership it's not a black and white 1950s home where the man does all the work and the labor um <laughs> And uh, she she's really been holding them back, and I, I I've been basically talking to him, and he he agrees, but he also is very quick to bend to her wills. So I'm I'm probably going to follow your advice and tell him straight up that I I can't help him anymore. Yeah, it just really hurts because I want this relationship so bad, and. I, I'm worried about damaging the relationship by telling him that, but at the same time, it's, it is sinking my ship. Yeah. And you can tell him with all the love you have in you, say, I do love you, but there's only so much I can literally do. And we've hit the end of what I literally does not diminish the fact that I love you. I hope you understand this, but there's limits to my resources. There is a financial limit. There is just a limit period of what I can practically give. This I can give you boundless love, but there is a limit to my resources and we were hitting it. And here it is. And whether he chooses, it's like when I talk to my mom to my mom about her. Her, my brother, I'm like, he chose to marry her. <laughs> That's his choice. And he chooses to bend to his will. That's their choice. That's their marriage. That ain't my business. However, 
my business is my business. And if I can help, I help. But they don't want to take the help if they don't. Okay, that's their choice. He's decided to bend to her will. He's decided as much as you want this relationship. And I hear that yearning in you. Yeah. <laughs> you need a home too. <laughs> <laughs> and relationships can be repaired. And it sounds like he does care and love for you too and will after the initial hurt or if, even if he does have any hurt for it, um, will come back. But it's much harder to get back at home, you lose, you know, especially in today's economy, no matter if you're in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you can give him safe, you can do all that, but you got to tell him, hey, baby, I love you. My love is, I love you so much, but there's a limit to the financial <laughs> and practical things I can provide. That's true. <laughs> And so I think you already knew the answer of what you needed to do. You just needed reassurance. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Sometimes that's all we need, baby. So first, I'd say talk to your closest, nearest, and dearest of friends and say, hey, this is my, and be resolute in this decision because I know that feeling. I, I've been there. I, I have a big heart and I have... On quite a few occasions, let people use me to where I could no longer give. Um, but there comes a point where you have to, you know? Yeah. Made sense. I think I may have lost the track of my thought for a second, having ADD and all. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I really appreciate your reassurance and advice that it really does help to hear from multiple people for me before making a big decision like that you're very welcome baby i'm glad i could have but remember stick to your resolution say this is what i gotta do don't let anybody talk you out of it and set like kind of like a if you want to set a hard time when they need to be out and in their own place or a soft time frame of when they need to get their get their ish together you decide which is better but I always recommend if you can do the more fluid of you need to be at, they need to be out within three months. That's more fluid. Right. Make sure there's that three month mark. No, this is a range of when you can be out. Or yeah. say, I need you out in another month or two. Or two don't, no, in two months. Don't put or I need you out in two months. That gives you a resolution because you put a month or two, that gives an implication of like, oh, but we can just kind of piddle fart around, you know. Right. So you set what you think is good for you and then ha to have that conversation with your brother. And yeah, it's a come to Jesus meeting, but it has uh, some people need that come to Jesus meeting, you know. <laughs> See, oh shit, it's about to be real. What am I going to do? Stay here and figure out, make a build a life for me here? Or do I want to go back to that Chicago stuff? And if they decide right. to make go to Chicago stuff, okay, you, that's, that is the dress you want to sew, baby, to sew that dress, baby. <laughs> did that help, uh, honey? Yes, ma'am, it did. 
<laughs> I'm so glad, baby. I'm beyond glad I could be. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to me and for your time. You are very welcome, my love. You have a good night. You get some rest, okay? All right. You too, honey. Thank you, baby. You take care. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Dear Auntie. A special shout out to all of my patrons on Patreon, without whose support I would not be able to pay my bills and make this content. If you enjoy my content and would like to support, feel free to become a patron for as low as $3 a month at patreon.com forward slash shining Nathan. Remember, new episodes will be posted every Friday, and our next episode is going to be very interesting, and it concerns being autistic and my finances. What do I do, and how do I do it? So stay tuned, and as always, you are loved, you are cared for, and I'm so grateful you are here. You take care of yourself, and as always, I love you.